so two and a half years ago, June the 5th of 2021, I flew up here um, because my life was wrecked uh, by a severe opiate addiction, uh, mainly heroin and fentanyl, um, IV use, overdoses multiple times. Um, and I was hurting those around me, not only myself, but my family, um, my loved ones, my friends, stealing from them, um, dying in front of them, having to be revived in front of them, um, et cetera, et cetera, just causing them so much emotional damage um, and distress. Um, but I came face to face with my addiction and my issue. Um, I overdosed Friday and Saturday. My family had an intervention for me on a Sunday, and I came face to face with uh, a path, a choice. And uh, I chose to fly up here June the 5th of 2021 um, after a seven-day um, seven detox. And as of June the 5th, 2023, this past year, um, I've just passed two years clean and sober, uh, which is a huge, a, huge, a huge testimony to God's grace and God's goodness and His, His, mercy, His mercy in my life. Um, I had doctors, psychiatrists, family members tell me that I would never achieve long-term sobriety. I've been using something since I was 11 years old, whether that be alcohol, marijuana, cocaine, um, all the way, all the way up. And, um, it's just, it was a gradual process for me. I grew up in the church, and just because you come here and sit in the seats uh, doesn't mean that you're okay from trauma or abuse. Um, I suffered a lot of abuse from uh, my stepfather, physical abuse. I was hit uh, many times with green bar, pots and pans, uh, fists, etc. And you find out the reasons why you use that adult teen challenge and what we believe at Adult Teen Challenge, because we are a 10-12 month program, fully residential, um, but we're based on the Word of God, and we believe that Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit are the only thing that can truly, truly set um, a person free uh, from their bondage of addiction. And uh, we all have a sin problem, we all have an addiction to sin, we're born with it, right? Um, but Adult Teen Challenge takes in men, women, and teenagers. Um, Pastor Dave talked about it from not only in this country and New England, uh, but all over the world. And we give them the opportunity to um, initiate or start a relationship with Jesus. And then through prayer time, devotion time, um, individualized curriculum, uh, we have, you know, we do book reports on Christian books, uh, we do Bible book studies. Uh, we actually take notes on chapters in the Bible, and through that, you're able to cultivate and develop a relationship with Jesus as well. Um, and what it does is it truly allows you to work and allow God to work in your heart. Um, and we do have, you know, a process, right? We have to continue to want to move forward with this, because if we get complacent, then we can fall back. And uh, what we do is we continue to push these guys, and each phase comes a new set of problems and a new set of issues. So after you know, 30, 60, 90 days, the drugs are no longer an issue. Uh, but then it's the reasons why we need right? Uh, the issues that we have, traumas, um, abuse, low self-worth issues, codependency issues, etc. Those are just some things that I struggle with myself. And that's me being open and honest with you. Um, and that's something that I never was before in my life. I was never able to be vulnerable. I was never able to be open and honest to people around here. Um, so the 10 to 12 month program consists of many different things and things have changed. Uh, it used to be 15 months, um, but we have shortened the program and that is in an, an attempt to bring more people in. Some people are turned off when you hear over a year. For some reason our mind thinks in absolutes. 
and you think 15 months, you think, oh man, that's two years, and it's not. And 12 months really isn't that much difference. Uh, but you think a year, you know, maybe I can do a year. You know, so we're trying to take back this battle, uh, this ground of the fight against addiction. Uh, we also offer uh, Christian clinical counseling now. We have two counselors that are on staff. So the guys are able to like, work out their problems in a safe environment. Um, a, an environment where what they say there is not going to get spread around. Uh, confidentiality, right? Um, we also offer vocational trainings. We have a carpentry skills class. We have a culinary class. And we just started a computer skills class for the guys that come through our program um, in Brockton. And, uh, we also offer, as I stated, you know, the individual curriculum, which is tailored to each person that comes through, because each person is at a different part of the ball, right? Um, some people come in and don't even have a relationship with Jesus, so the curriculum that they get month by month is going to be different than someone like me that came in already knowing Jesus, uh, even though I didn't quite walk out my faith as best I could. Uh, but I already had a, a ground, you know, a base level to work from. So my contract looked different, the books that I read were different, et cetera, et cetera. So guys, what we're gonna do here today is uh, we just wanna come here and fellowship with you guys. Um, you know, show off some of our gifts and some of our talents that the Lord has blessed us with. Um, so we've got some live music. We're gonna sing a few songs and share a few testimonies about the way the Lord is working in us individually and adult team challenge as a whole. Um, so if you guys wouldn't mind like joining with us when we, when we sing, uh, and feel free to sit down with the guys who share our testimonies. So we're going to be up and down a little bit, and uh, we're going to get our squats in today. So you won't have to work out this one, I Alright, guys, this, uh, this first song that we're going to sing is called Graves in the Gardens. And uh, we like it because it opens up with the line that I searched the world and it couldn't fill me. That a man's empty praise and treasures that fate are never enough. Amen. My name is Chris. This is a beautiful place you guys have here. God's going to do some beautiful things through this place right here on Main Street. Um, it's perfect, perfect position for you guys here in the community. Um, so yeah, my name is Chris. I'm uh, 40 years old. I'm from North Grove, Massachusetts. Um, <clears throat> coming into Teen Challenge, I was not a Christian. Um, I was just totally lost in my life. Get into some more of the details of that. Um, but obviously, through the vehicle team challenge, I found a faith um, that's transformed my life. And uh, um, I started using drugs and alcohol uh, as a way to kind of fit in. Really, you know, looking back on it now, I know that I was just looking for connection, I was looking for love, I was looking for acceptance. You know, all the things that we find um, through our Lord and Savior, through a relationship with Him. Um, but I, you know, I didn't know where to find that. You know, as a young kid, um, my parents got separated when I was about seven years old. Um, I grew up a sensitive kid. Um, you know, I, I took it really hard. You know, I thought that maybe it was my fault. I, I was just unsure what was happening. I just knew that my parents were fighting a lot. And they didn't love each other anymore. And then, you know, I was being pulled in two different directions, and that was obviously confusing for a seven-year-old kid. And, um, you know, as I grew up, trying to sort that out inside of me and trying to figure out what was going on, you know, it really wasn't you know, communicated very well. My family wasn't very good at communication. And, uh, you know, 14 years old, 
kids that were also having troubles at home, and those were the kids that were, you know, seeking relief in, uh, in drugs and alcohol, and so that's what I did. And, um, you know, it gave me that sense of being accepted into a group of people. It gave me that, um, that feeling of, um, you know, courage that I didn't have naturally, you know, within myself. And, um, you know, I thought that that was the way, you know, so I just continued to do the same thing over and over again. Obviously, it developed into a big problem. Like by the time I was uh, 18 years old, I, um, you know, was using harder and harder substances, and uh, I became, you know, dependent on them. Dependent on them to feel good about myself. Dependent on them to escape, you know, the, the reality that I was in. Um, I had low self-esteem. Uh, all those problems. And, uh, you know, as a result of that, I got mixed up with the court system, and they started uh, mandating that I go into treatment facilities, and that started a long process for me of in and out of treatment facilities in Massachusetts. Now, luckily, there's a lot of treatment facilities in Massachusetts, but um, the way that treatment is designed these days, secular treatment, is, you know, it just keeps you stuck in a cycle of in and out, in and out. You might gain a little bit of insight, or you might, um, you know, get a little bit of a brief period, uh, intervals of sobriety, and, you know, what seems like you're getting better, um, but none of it's ever treated. None of the, the spiritual stuff, which is the root of why we continue to use drugs and alcohol as addicts and alcoholics or people in recovery, none of that stuff gets treated, you know, it just gets kind of like a band-aid. I stayed stuck in that cycle of being in and out of these various levels of treatment for uh, 18 years of my life. And uh, ultimately, through a series of you know fortunate events, I guess, now looking back on it, I ended up on the property of uh, Adult Teen Challenge in Brockton. Uh, one of the things that um, the funding from donations and, and um, you know, whatever funding we're able to, to get uh, goes towards is we have a, a short-term uh, clinical stabilization service program on our property now. It opened in 2019. And what that is, is it's meant to be a post-detox program. So somebody goes and gets medically uh, detoxified from you know whatever the substance is that they're on so that they're stable medically. And then they go to the short-term program to stabilize you know, emotionally. Um, so that they can then make a choice to either go back home or to go into a long-term residential. Um, and I went to this uh, program and, you know, I had heard about Teen Challenge in the past. Uh, prior to coming to Teen Challenge, I was in uh, 11 other long-term residential programs in the state of Massachusetts. And that's what I mean about being stuck in that cycle, 11 of them. And, you know, I was able to get these periods of sobriety, but nothing was ever, like, actually treated. So when I went to the CSS program, I said, this doesn't mean that I have to go to Team Challenge. Was it because I, you know, I heard about Team Challenge. Like I said, I wasn't a believer in Christ at the time. And I was like, I don't want to sign up for that whole thing. Like, you know, I just wasn't sure. It seemed like a big commitment. It was 15 months, like uh, Matt had said, you know, at the beginning. I'm like, I'm not going to do 15 months. You know, the other programs were like six months. I'm like, I can do that. You know, I really thought that, like, I just needed to get six months, you know, uh, time away from drugs and alcohol and then, like, get back to work or, like, get back, in, you know, 
into my relationship or whatever. Like I really thought that those things were going to be the things that were going to help me. You know, I didn't know that I needed Christ in my life. And, uh, you know, I went to the CSS, and I. Um, it's funny because as soon as I went on the property that we have in Brockton, literally as soon as I crossed the threshold from the main street onto the property of Team Challenge, I could sense peace there. Like I sensed that something was different on this property. I didn't know what it was. Um, I know now that it's you know, the Spirit of God that works on that property to transform men's, men's lives. But um, at the time, I just knew that something was different. You know, I went to this short-term program, and um, <clears throat> again, I sensed that things were different because there was employees there that were also graduates of the program, and they just presented themselves differently than anybody else in the world. Obviously, now I know, you know we're Christians, so that's what we do. Um, we're representatives of Christ's love, and um, that's what I saw in them. I saw that I wanted that, you know. I needed it. I craved it. Like, I was hungry for it. I just decided to stay. I decided not to make any, you know, decisions right away. I, you know, I thought about it. I prayed about it because I was praying at the time. I talked to my family about it, and they're like, "Listen, you've done all these other programs in the past. Like, why don't you try something different?" You know, and I was like, "All right, it's a long time, but I'll try something different." And um, I decided to go to the long-term residential. It's been a long journey. I've, uh, I've been literally on the property since um, August of 2020. So this past August was three years that I've um, been living, serving, and growing um, at the Brockton Men's Campus of Team Challenge. And, uh, it's been a beautiful experience. I've done a lot of different things. I've served in the admissions department. And um, that's one thing is that, you know, God's used my past to be able to uniquely fit me into a position to be able to, to serve the ministry, to serve the body of Christ. And, um, you know, I was able to use my various experiences and different levels of care in the state of Massachusetts to talk to individuals on the phone and be like, hey, I've been there. I know exactly where you are. Like, why don't you try something new? Why don't you give this a shot? You know? um, and people can sense that like, I'm being genuine because I've lived through it. Lately, I've been serving in our academic center, and Matt, Matthew talked a little bit about um, what we do. Academics is one part of the program where each um, individual man gets a um, tailor-made um, growth plan. You know, and each growth plan has to do with uh, different things that that man struggles with. You know, um, and uh, it's specifically made to help them to, to grow through and walk through and face the things in our lives that, um, that we've been struggling with, you know, and we've begun to integrate uh, clinical things into our program too. We have one-on-one -on -one therapy, the Christian clinical therapists, um, we have clinical groups, so it's, you know, uh, a little bit of a hybrid program um, now because we need to do whatever we can to treat this problem, you know. Uh, whatever it takes, you know, and, and I do believe that um, psychological and some clinical things are necessary in order to address some of the traumas, because um, a lot of it stems from trauma, you know, so we have to be able to, um, you know, zero in on those things. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's been a beautiful experience. I'm coming to an end of the uh, season of my life that I've been in right now.
they do allow um, men who finish the program to rent um, on the property and remain in a supportive uh, housing um, environment and get a job on the outside. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Like I said, I've been serving at the ministry for a long time now. Um, I'm going to begin working in a secular program that's close uh, to the property. And, you know, I plan on uh, taking the light of Christ to the outside secular programs. And, um, you know, being able to, like, shine that light uh, in those kind of, you know, uh, dark programs where they don't really see that that much, you know, and be able to share that with people. Um, if I say that I've done anything right in this whole process over the last 18 years that I've been trying to uh, overcome this, it's, it's been not giving up. Um, I've just always, every time that I've fallen down, God's given me the strength to get back up and try again. So the scripture that I stand on is Galatians 6, 9. Which says that never grow tired and weary of doing what is right, because in due time we'll reap a harvest of blessings if we don't get discouraged and give up. So thank you guys so much for having us here. <coughs> Hi everybody, how's everybody doing today? Beautiful day, beautiful day, absolutely blessed to be here. Thank you. I'm AJ, I'm 35 years old, I'm from Coventry, Rhode Island. I uh, have a 14 year old little boy, his name is Ashton, and I have a four year old, my entire world, I love that little guy. I took him fishing last week for the first time, I could have seen his face, it's amazing. But um, yeah, like I said, I come from Coventry, Rhode Island. Um, I come from a broken family, with a broken marriage, a broken upbringing, distorted ways of thinking, distorted ways of parenting, and you come from all that, you end up a little bit broken. You know, I was, um, I've always been ADHD my whole life, hyper all over the place, you know, destroying things, running walls, breaking stuff, so, you know, I was, uh, was punished a lot. Um, so my parents, I had a mother who was a hippie, free spirit hippie, and my dad was a Rolling Stone, thought he was a rock star, kind of was. But, um, you know, he, uh, he drank all the time, all the time. Like, literally spent the last 25 years of my life drinking himself to death in front of me, expecting to die at every minute. But, um, you know, with parents who were drug addicts inside of a house where everybody is a drug addict, Growing up as kids, you know, I saw a lot of things that I wasn't supposed to see. It was normal inside my house for people to be uh, doing coke at the breakfast table while me and my cheerleaders getting ready to go to school. It was normal for my mom and my dad to be fighting, throwing stuff around, yelling at the top of the lungs in Paris, waiting for all my friends who came over to hang out. Um, some of the punishments that I got involved uh, standing in the basement, freezing cold in the dark for 10, 12 hours at a time just to get me out of the way. You know? um, yelling, screaming, getting beat up. Just, just a lot of things. And then, um, then one day, my mom and my dad split up and dad went his way. And you know, mom had a stream of boyfriends coming in and out. And uh, they were all abusive in their own ways. You know? They were pretty cool, but other times they were really bad. And, you know, uh, some, some of them brought abuse to a whole new level. So, you know, coming from a childhood where 
house was a normal thing. I didn't know as a kid what was wrong. I didn't know that it was wrong to be able to think of these things. So, y'all, you know, around the age of like 10 or 11, I, uh, I started getting high. And I started introducing my friends to it. I started having my own parties, you know, uh, you know getting the asses dropped off. Not that 
I thought it was funny. This church is called New Hope, right? Yeah, I thought it was funny because I was sitting there thinking about what I was going to say, and then I, I heard that. I have no hope today. I got hope for tomorrow. I got hope for my kids. I got, I got hope for a career. I got, I got hope that I don't have to go through life as a struggling addict. People shaking their heads at me because a little while I'm going crazy way too far in the head. I can try to be normal. You know, teen challenges are stretched in so many ways, but the most important thing is it introduced me to God. It, it introduced me to Maybe not the addiction, uh, but something that happened 
uh, in their past. Or maybe some way that you, feel, you felt about yourself in the past and you're able to um, connect with that and see that the Lord has a plan for you as well. Um, that it doesn't matter what we've gone through, it doesn't matter your ethnicity, the color that you are, how much money you have. The Lord has a call and a purpose in your life. Um, and I pray that you're able to, at least if you can't see it yet, trust the Lord enough to take that next step in your calling. I've been struggling a little bit, you know, with my trust and my faith. And I, you know, I got up here, I was going to be honest with you guys. Um, and I had kind of a little bit of a slap in the face moment uh, a couple weeks ago because I was trying to trust God with my next step of life. And uh, although I know I'm walking in my calling that God has for me, I was a little bit shaky. Uh, just like the things that are going on back at home and stuff like that. And the Lord spoke to me and said, what happened to that man? that trusted me enough two and a half years ago to hop on a plane. And that hit me hard. And uh, I was reading, it was in Matthew 18, I believe, the childlike faith. Is that, am I, am I correct? Am I correct? Yeah. And uh, he brought me to that scripture as well. And he, he spoke into my heart and he said, that you, you need to grow your faith and have faith like a child. And uh, that's what I'm searching for again today, uh, to go back to my roots. And it's always good to remember where you came from, to not dwell on your past, but remember where the Lord brought you from and to testify to his goodness in your life. Uh, the life scripture that I stand on personally is Psalm 30, verse 5. Uh, I love David, I love the Psalms, I love music, so it's just where I naturally gravitate to. I believe that there's a Psalm for every situation in life. Um, but in Psalm 30, verse 5, it says, For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. That weeping may stay for a night, but joy comes with the morning. And that almost speaks for itself. Like, I don't know what you're going through, or uh, maybe you're, you're at that joy, or maybe you're going through a nighttime darkness. Um, but I do know that that time will pass. Just as the night fades away, and gives birth to a new day, um, so does our trials and tribulations. And the Lord has such a good day ahead of each one of you guys, I know that, um, ladies as well. Um, I'm used to speaking to men in Brockton, you know, so uh, my, my apologies. Uh, but I do know that there's a new day and it's a day full of joy and peace and love, and the Lord has that for you. Um, guys, so I'm up here, I just wanna speak um, a little bit about ways individually that you can um, help the guys in the ministry of the Golden Team Challenge. Um, because we are faith-based, uh, we're not supported by the government. Uh, Adult Team Challenge also boasts above a 75% success rate uh, for people that graduate and stay sober for up to five years. Uh, after they graduate. Uh, and to put that into perspective, uh, most secular programs, um, you know, like AA programs, stuff like that, they can only boast at the max a 20% success rate. So that kind of puts that into perspective that the only reason that we attest that success rate is because we stand on the Word of God and because Jesus Christ is actually transforming the lives of the men uh, at Adult Teen Challenge as well. Um, but that, because Jesus is a part of our program, the government came to us and said, you know, we'd like to support you. We recognize your success rate. Um, but there's just one thing that you have to do. And uh, 
we politely declined. And uh, we said we'll find another way. So what we do, guys, is we rely on individual donors and sponsors to uh, sponsor students that come through the program. Uh, so I'm gonna speak a little bit. I left some trifolds and prayer cards um, in the seats, and if anybody didn't get one, uh, feel free to come ask us. We've got some extra ones back there at the table. And um, on the prayer card, you'll see lines and there's a place to put your information. Um, on the left side of the prayer card is a place. Does anybody have one that I can kind of show you guys? Cool. Thank you. So this is your prayer card, right? My prayer for y'all today is that you would at least put a prayer down. And we want to collect these prayers because we pray over them every Sunday during our prayer time. We pray over them individually and collectively as a whole. And so that's the right side. Yes, the right side. It's a place to put your prayer. I am from the South. I'm like, you know, a little bit backwards. So on the left side, we, uh, you have a place to put your information. Now, you don't have to put your information down if you're not comfortable. Um, but if you do, um, just know that we do have like a call center. And um, we have guys that work there in the call center. I don't believe I have anybody here with me today. But we have guys in the program. You know, we'll call you, we'll let you know about different events that are coming up, we'll let you know about ways that you can support the program either financially or through prayer. And then we also offer um, a prayer line as well. We want to pray for you over the phone. Um, so if you do put your information down, just know that uh, that is something that will happen. Um, and if any of you guys have been a known adult and teen challenge for a while, I'm sure you've received some calls over the years. So that's the first way that you can help us. Um, the second way is, there's a dollar a day sponsorship program that we started as well. And if you know you see one of these guys up here, if you want to sponsor a new student to come into the program, um, come talk to me. On the inside, there's a place that you can fill out a form. And it is, uh, it's $30 a month. It's a dollar a day, hence the name. Uh, $30 a month or $360 for the whole year. And I'm gonna put that in perspective for y'all as well. The, the, price, uh, the cost of a detox for a man to go through detox right now per day is between $750 to $850. Yeah, that's hefty. And that's insurance payments that are taking the part of that, um, et cetera. And we did this just to offset the cost of rehabilitating a student. You know, we have a fund that we raise and we pull from it to bring in guys from the program. There's no ask for guys that are here. I know I didn't pay to be here. Most of us don't pay to be here. Um, it's only through individual donors and sponsors. So if you guys need help filling that out, you know, please come and see me as well. Um, I know that we're going to take an offering in a minute, but um, there are ways that you can give electronically back there at the table. So if you don't want to give by cash today as well, come see us back at the table. I, I told her I would mention that. But um, the last one, I mentioned our vocational training. And these are premium hardwood products. I know I sound like a commercial right now, but I believe, I believe in these. I, I, I worked on these and in the carpenter shop for eight months, and a lot of sweat and a lot of tears went into this because you learn a lot about yourself working with wood. You know, you learn to be disciplined, you learn to have patience, um, you learn how to treat each wood differently and with care. Um, but we actually hand make these as part of our vocational training. 
And if you guys want to, you guys can purchase these back there as well. Um, every dollar that is raised goes back into the program. We are a nonprofit, and this is like one of our main fundraisers. Uh, but I do want to thank um, you guys for having us, congregation. Uh, Pastor Dave, thank you so much for having us. Uh, this cutting board, uh, you cannot buy. This is going to go to Pastor Dave and his wife. So I want to thank you guys for having us. Thank you so much. That does it for me, so I don't know who's coming up next, but... Thank <laughs> you.